0: i've had to please methodists baptists catholics jews you know what i mean i've had to please them all so welcome to my world buddy (laughs) hope talk a pcm podcast
1: shonda ruth courtney hanging out with us here this morning i remember my parents and grandparents taking me and my three brothers to the former opryland theme park and when back in the day that's where you got your big break, I read, I've read. Can you give us your mini yeah. mini Pearl impersonation still?
0: Uh, early in the morning? Howdy! That, that, look, Murphy just ran. It scared him to death. It is, uh, you know, I don't know that I would have ever zeroed in and been interested in comedy if I hadn't uh, impersonated Minnie Pearl at a, at a show that they put me in. And the funny thing is the reason they gave me that part is because it would exempt you from the big dance number later and I did not know how to dance <laughs> and I was terrible at it no matter how they try and I'm still very dear friends with our directors and you know choreographers and um, uh, and they still laugh going thank god you made a living you know being funny because you could have never made a living dancing it. and I said I, I know and I would have gone to hell <laughs> <laughs> Is there, is there any
1: any competition between quote-unquote Christian comedians? If you think about Tim Hawkins, Bob Smiley, you guys, do you feel any competition among you guys?
0: No, because I'm the top one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're looking down, right? No, no, I don't. No. Yeah, there is a great camaraderie, to tell you the truth, uh, that I hear club comics and people who are not necessarily born-again Christians envy that. Yeah. I, you know, we, we have a conference every year for Christian comics or comics who call themselves, you know, born again Christians. Um, and, and they, and we have club comics show up at it because they, they're like, wow, well, you guys really care about each other. You really love each other. And we really do. There is a great, uh, admiration, you know, um, but it came from years and years ago, you know, getting contact every now and then when, when the internet you know first took off of of people would holler at me and go how do I how do I when do I get a bus and how do I do this and how you know how are you doing it and I had no idea I was doing it you just follow the pathway but I was like well if I could share the insight y'all come on over and it was like 50 comics showed up at my farm and we sat and talked it out and from that almost 20 years later is a wonderful organization called the Christian Comedy Association. Um, some years busier than others and active than others, you know, um, we have, a, you know, we rotate presidents and all of that, but now there's almost 300 comics that are a part of our association. We, um, and it is really interesting, Ted. It, I, I didn't know calling myself a Christian comedian might be a deterrent down the road and I, I laughingly say it all the time. I called myself a Christian comedian cause I was thrilled to hear I'm not going to hell, you know? And I, and I, I'm still very, very proud to be called Christian. Um, there is, there is a, uh, sector of the comedy world that believes if you're a Christian comedian, you're softer. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't go after the hard bar, hard core, you know, topics and things like that. I, I, i disagree with that i think um being a christian dictates how you're going to do any job sure you know much much less comedy and um and or it should (laughs) it should you know dictate a level of honesty in your life a level of holiness in your life and so you 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 know that's what you work with because because you're a christian i think it's no different in comedy um we are i am probably more than most, very respectful of my audience. Um, I know Christian comedians who are a little edgier than me, but they're also younger, and I'm too tired to work yeah, that hard. I understand. You know, yeah. But, um, and Tim and I are really, really good friends. He was soaring, doing really great, and, and then took some time off. He and I share the same manager now. So that's kind of fun because I get the insight. But I remember when when he first started out, you know, Mark Lowry and I have just about outlived everybody. (laughs) And I I walk out every night, and I'm not kidding, and almost teary-eyed going, why are you people still buying tickets to see me? (laughs) (laughs) I need to retire, you know. Uh, But it is such a blessing. It's also a sign that right now the world just needs to laugh. You know, I think I think comedians should be deemed essential.
1: I agree. I agree. In fact, you were talking about the uh, the secular comedians, if you will. I've heard here recently that they talk about how a lot of comedy, a lot of those comedians really suffer from depression and and fighting off mental illness. And that's why they're in front of all the time for that self-therapy, I guess you'd say. Is is that reality?
0: I think, uh, and for me too, I think comedy is a great deflector. Uh, you know, you make fun of what you don't understand or you can't cope with. You know, um, and so that becomes material. I think comedy can become a great place to hide. Um, it also can be a great therapeutic, you know, jab when you need it. And I've I've used it in all those ways, and I've seen I've seen God heal my life in such a way that I enjoy the comedy now instead of just dishing it out on people it is a it's a great craft when used well but I do think I you hear a lot of comics a lot of greats and the saddest thing is they'll either die from uh, you know suicide or, or addiction or they struggle greatly in their personal life and I think it's because they're trying to hang on to that that high or that thing they get in front of people, that adoration. And when they get off of the stage and they don't have that, they're craving it. And so they turn to addiction or or to, you know, uh, behavior problems or, or suicide. And to me, that is so sad uh, because it just shows you they need Jesus. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. there's just a God they need deep down inside. So the comedy won't be used as a drug. It really be used... In, in a well form, you know, right now I t- I'm i tickled at what's going on with Dave Chappelle. If you follow comedy, he's not clean. So, you know, and he's not a Christian though, so. right. but, um, in the news right now, he's really in the news getting canceled, you know, this whole cancel culture and he's pushing back on it. And, and as a comic, I do think this cancel culture is, is crazy, you know, but, what's so funny is i want to write him a letter going you know for 27 years i've had to please methodists baptists (laughs) catholics jews you know what i mean i've had to please them all so welcome to my world buddy (laughs) shauna does god
1: use comedy to to keep you mentally healthy
0: yes he uses every every senses in our body um you know that, and seventy-five milligrams of effexor helps. You know, but um, yeah, especially since menopause, that You know, you need Jesus if you ever get to menopause, Ted. You won't have to deal with it, but your wife will. You know.
1: I think we're already. Yeah. I wake up some mornings it's freezing in the house, and I'm like putting yeah. on coats and all this stuff. And she comes out of the bedroom. Oh, it is so hot in here. My
0: goodness. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's part of it, right? But it is. um, You know, I look at some of the funniest things in the Bible to me, crack me up the vernacular back in the day when Jesus says it's easier for a rich, a harder for a, Easier for a camel to get to the eye of a needle mm-hmm. than a rich man to make it into heaven. That was, that was big. Be- Jesus was making jokes, yeah. you know, and that was, that was funny. And, um and I think there are a lot of places in the Bible where Jesus had a couple of eye rolls going, really? You know, um <laughs> I've told you this before, you know, I, I love that part of it. I love the, the, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is, when Peter was preaching and a man fell out the window and died yeah. <laughs> and he went down and healed him. And I think it was because he just didn't want anybody to know he fell asleep while he's preaching. <laughs> <put him> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, Those kinds of things, but you have to train your mind to look for the funny, you know, um, it's pushing back the dark thoughts. It's pushing back shame and negativity. Um, the Bible talks all the time about whatsoever is pure good. I think on these things, which means God was addressing what what you think about in your mind. And so, it's the negative you think about yourself. It's it's the believing, oh, this will never change. Uh, this quarantine is going to last forever. You know, it's fighting those thoughts. And the ways you can think fight those things is. You know, I always use the phrase, the word halt. Don't let yourself get hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. And comedy and music and uh, all of that plays into keeping you from getting hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. Yeah. Tell- so I'm basically a doctor.
1: There you go. You're, you got the MD on the wall behind you there, I'm sure, the PhD. <laughs> Te- tell us about Branches Recovery Center
0: oh man, you've really done your research. You know, my brother and I both came from a dysfunctional home and we, um, it, it manifest itself in different ways. Mine, it was just overworking and, 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 you know, pushing it down. And then it eventually bubbled out in depression. His was overworking and workaholic and then it bubbled out in addiction and he was a pastor, you know? And so we both our just our, our dysfunction I always tell people take care of what's deep down inside and push down if you don't it'll come out somehow yeah. you know deal with your stuff or your stuff's going to deal with you and um and out of that came a recovery period for us both that we really sensed the lack in our area of christian-based therapies and recovery and rehabilitation and um and we decided to fix that. And so we founded a place called Branches Counseling Center. And 10, 11 years later, we have uh, five of them across the country. And we see over 3,000 clients a month. And um, and, I'm, and I'm one, you know. Um, and my brother is CEO, but so, you know, he's also a Ph.D. And he became, out of his pain, he emerged a true testimony of uh, getting this fixed or right, and then turn around helping the brother coming up the lane. And, and me too. I feel like I'm a Pied Piper for depressed Christians, you know, going, don't be ashamed. You need medicine or you need counseling and go get it. Yeah. Who would you
1: say, Shonda, is the funniest person that you know?
0: My son. Really? How so? My son, my husband was hilarious. My son, uh, he's real cerebral comedian but he'll pop out with the funniest things. Now I have girlfriends that I laugh at just because they don't think they're funny but I'm laughing at them. <laughs> you know, my son is a connoisseur of comedy and I, if he would ever do stand up he'd be huge. He'd be brilliant, but he he really needs to get improve that Christian side of it. <laughs> yeah, there
1: you go. There you go. <laughs> On the other side of the coin, who is the most fun person that you know?
0: Um, Melanie Vocolo, see, it's no celebrities. I'm just a real life person. She runs the Italian restaurant in my town. And if I ever need to pick me up, I, all I have to do is go sit down and have coffee with her. And before long, I'm rolling in the floor, <laughs> you know, it's something, you know, it is, um, uh, you know, it, it, it's funny. I don't, I, I'm blessed to have great relationships with people who are celebrity type, you know, people yeah. But, man, my my true-life friends, my sisterhood, they've been my friends since 15 years of age, my handful of girlfriends, you know. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, I still stick with it. My pastor's funny. His name is Shiloh Hackett.
1: Shiloh Hackett.
0: Uh, yeah. I think anybody that survived growing up with that name yeah. deserves <laughs> my time. <life. laughs>
1: <laughs> who would you say in your opinion being a professional in in the comedy world who was the funniest comedian of all time
0: well you're know, right now the argument is dave chappelle they call him the goat you know the greatest of all time i i think robin williams was brilliant yeah. you know i really do ellen the generous when she first started out and had her conversations with god i love that you know roseanne barr you know made the housewife life look hilarious and funny and and I hate it. There are so many great comics out there. And to, to be honest, I had every Bill Cosby LP ever known, and would lay on my floor as a kid and listen to those stories. And he was an, a masterful storyteller. Um, and it's a shame that his private life now will define all of his work for the rest of his life. Um, and so, but there are there are great. I love comedy, and so I'm very very you know interested. I tell you a funny side note. The, there's a new kid on SNL, and he has a Nazarene background. His parents and I went to college, Nazarene College, together. Wow. His parents were, you know, his grandfather's a district superintendent in the Church of the Nazarene. You know, isn't that funny? And this kid is on Saturday Night Live. I don't know that he's a Nazarene now. But <laughs> Just from okay. watching, my observation. <laughs> yeah, you know. I don't know, but I find that really, really I think it's wonderful, you know, see people excel. Um but there are there are so many parts of and and comedy is so subjective. What I think is hysterically funny, you know, my son's looking at me like I can't believe you're laughing at that, you know. Um I'm not a banana slip on the banana peel type of no comedian. Slapstick. Uh yeah, George Carlin was made you think. You know, and I love comedy like that. I love comedy that has the ability to make a point while it's making you laugh. Yeah. And um, and I've always been that way. But, you know, I, the Nate Borgatsky, whatever he, however I say his last name, I've met him. He's a sweet young man, and uh, he's funny and he's clean. And I love that. And Brian Regan is clean. Um, I I love that. You know, Tim Hawkins makes me laugh just because he's bizarre. You
1: know? <laughs> have, you, have you got to hang out <laughs> with him? Bizarre. Have you got to hang out with Henry Cho, much?
0: I have. Henry. You know, every now and then I do the Opry, and um, and he and I pass, you know, in the hallway and stuff like that. Um, Henry, he's a snot. He's just a snot. <laughs> you know, he's a—he's uh, always, you know, telling me he's going to knock me off my throne or whatever, and I'm like, "You're welcome to it." There it You're-. is. <laughs> i set the bar a little higher if I was you, you know. The sad thing is, uh, I will say, there are some great female comics coming up in the clean and Christian world. There's a young, no, she's a little younger than me, but everybody's younger than me. Kay Dodd is really funny. You need to look her up. She's And her story is amazing. And she came up through the club world and found Jesus and quit comedy and got sober. And she's been sober now 25 30 years and um and has gotten back into comedy and she's excellent um it's sort of like the story of jeff allen jeff allen Mm -hmm. is a comics comic you know he's just that good and uh, when he found jesus he thought his comedy life would be over and i love seeing how god is blessing their lives you know um because jesus says you honor me before men and i'll honor you before the father and I think that's a lot of it. I I love to see when they're getting getting back what they thought they would have to give up. You
1: know. Yeah. All right. Here's here's my last serious question for you. Has, has your comedy ever gotten you into trouble in real life? I mean, have you ever had Always. let something slip and right away you knew, ooh, that didn't go over well, or I shouldn't have said. Yeah.
0: That? <laughs> oh, the other night I said, uh, oh, you could be a Democrat and go to heaven if you want to risk it, and uh. <laughs> And I, I happened to be in Baltimore. So it probably <laughs> wasn't the right place to say it. And and then I followed it up going, oh, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. You you could be a Democrat. And it's, and it's okay if you don't mind babies being dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was like cricket, cricket, cricket. But, you know, I, I get really passionate about biblical value and principle right now in the church in the Christian world, we are, if we're not careful, setting a lot of things aside that we're, that we need to be standing up for. And I took a hit standing up for President Trump. Yeah. You know, I got kicked off Facebook a lot. I lost a lot of followers. Um, and somehow I was about a million followers and then Facebook kicked me off and I lost 200 that never got back. You know, it's wow. funny how, my numbers are weird, you know, and it's because I'm I'm being watched, I think, or whatever. Um, sorry, my pillow just fell off. But um there is uh, you know, there are a lot of times I, I look back, I used to tell a joke about Marby hush. I used to tell this joke about people thinking um I was at the water fountain and two little ladies said, Oh, this is one of our preacher's daughters, she's not very P R E T T Y And I turned around and said, No, but I'm Real SMART. <laughs> and I used to tell that all the time. And it was a little chuckle, you know, about little ladies in the church. And I quit telling it because one, that was a terrible thing for those ladies to say. And the only reason I was telling it was in hopes that they would hear it. Yeah. Uh, now I wrote the punchline. Yeah. I didn't say SMART. That's the punchline to make you feel better and um and make something funny out of it. I wrote it to make me feel comfortable going out. That's really what I wished I'd oh. turned around and said, but I was seven you know what i mean and so um it, it's it's really interesting i i i have dropped things out of my repertoire that seems to just come from because of my healing um but you know as far as you know it's it's funny you can read an audience real quick of what you're going to get by with you know um uh i love talking about you know sleeping with my husband because that's just like Ooh evidently christian couples don't sleep together anymore (laughs) and that cracks me up you know my my i think if god ever gave me a a feeling of this is what i'm called to do and it's to hold that mirror up in front of the church world you know and comedy is really great to being able to do that yeah
1: all right speed round here and then you can get back to playing with (laughs) Uh Mercury because he's having a ball i can tell um
0: (laughs) Got a toy of all times, yeah.
1: <laughs> Favorite Thanksgiving dish. What are you looking forward to most?
0: A sweet potato. Sweet potatoes with the pecans and the butter and the brown sugar.
1: So you go more pecans and you do marshmallows on top of the sweet No marshmallows.
0: I just like all pecans. Okay. Yeah. My okay. sister-in-law, Doris, makes the best.
1: Fall yay or fall nay?
0: fall yay oh i love the fall okay football okay. it's football oh, and the leaves go. are turning it's wonderful yeah
1: all right how about eggnog are you an eggnogger eh, yeah. not really. it's already in stores i can't believe that uh, i
0: like to pour it you know and make you know if you put a little bit of eggnog when you're making scrambled eggs that's really
1: good really food. i've never thought about that i'll have to try that it's really- all right what when is it okay to put up your christmas decorations mm-hmm.
0: Was it okay to put them up Uh the day before Christmas? (laughs) No, you know we always put our Christmas tree up on Thanksgiving Day.
1: Yeah, gotcha.
0: Now I have so many trees, I have to start a little bit early. I'll probably start here before too long.
1: My mom has a small house and way too many trees for that house. She does the same thing. Yeah. All right. I do it too. Last one. If you could drop it all right now and do it, what would it be?
0: I would be a police detective. Really? Yes. Where did I would that be a police. Policeman. Always. You know, when I was a kid, my best friend and I, we would, we used to play Mod Squad and we would leave each other coded messages in our lockers, you know, and, uh, and I always wanted to be a policeman. Always did. Yeah, isn't that funny? Wow. That's I, I mean. I now that, and I also really loved nursing. I was a nurse's aide, you know, all through high school and college. And I love that. But man, if I, if I, if i could drop 50 pounds i would be a policeman
1: i can just picture you now walking up to give me a speeding ticket or somebody there on the side of the road oh my goodness gracious
0: now that, i mean i think i would more rather investigate murders and okay. stuff.
1: all right murder yeah. death kill which is what my wife watches every night on tv before we go to bed and scares me to death i sleep with one eye open. Uh, <laughs> because she could she could get rid of me and nobody would ever know that, that's the way it works exactly. so.
0: we know how to hide a body that's
1: right that's right all right shonda for real how can we pray for you how can we minister for you and your family your ministry right now
0: oh you know for anybody that struggles with family dynamics and relationships holidays is always hard yeah. and i miss my husband you know i my girlfriends are trying so hard to make, get me to date and stuff like that. And I'll go, okay, I'll date, but my phone doesn't ring, you know? And so it is, that's been a kind of a harsh reality. Not that I think I'm all that in a bag of chips. It's just that, well, it's just looked like the whole world's out there. Got You know, there's guys everywhere. No, there's not, you know? <laughs> but um, I'm I, I missing and holidays for any widow is horrible okay. and so i don't care how long your man's been gone It, it it's a difficult time so uh you know i that's the heart that's the thing to pray for and love on a widow when you meet one for the holidays yeah. invite them into your house make them some sweet potatoes
1: <laughs> can i pray for you shonda yes Hey, God, thank you so much for Shonda and Lord, just the way that you're using her through every up and down of her life, all the hills and valleys. You've been right there beside her every step of the way. God, I thank you that she allows uh, all of those lessons that you've taught her to be used and to encourage others. God, I pray for this holiday season and every day that you would just fill that void that's there in her life, that you would Mm -hmm. just overshadow any of that, that you would just help her to feel your presence with her every day. And God, we do pray knowing that that you're in total control and if you have that person to walk alongside of her you're going to lead her to him and god we just thank you for that and we pray that you would just give her the peace and contentment in knowing that when that's the right time it'll happen god just continue to be with her through this christmas season bless her as she stands in front of every man and woman boy and girl and just shares and makes them laugh and points them to you for it's in your name we pray amen Man. November 14th at Abba's house. You can still get tickets to see Shonda Pierce at etix.com Hope Talk a PCM podcast